So a lot of people are struggling with that issue. Most people do not admit it, struggling with pornography or any type of addiction, fill in the blank. And the first step being awareness, as you said, your awareness. Okay. Now, what did you do from that point? Because I'm sure there's a lot of self-deprecating and beating yourself up about it. But how do you take that next step? DJ Rodriguez, welcome to the David Nurse Show in a brand new Sessions podcast where we're going to dive deep. So everybody listening, you are in for a treat as we hear from DJ Rodriguez of how he was at rock bottom. DJ Rock Bottom and has worked his way through it to a thriving life. Everybody out there, not everybody necessarily, but majority of people are struggling with something and this will help you. DJ, can you recall the lowest point of your life and just talk us through that moment, everything that was going on and just how you felt? And we'll just dive in from there. Yeah, it, and thanks for the opportunity to be on and, and share a little bit about my story. Um, it's it's obviously really exciting to, to talk about just simply because um, I, I love thinking about the story as one that I get to look back and say, wow, there's a lot of victory that came out of something that shouldn't have been a lot of victory out of. Right. Yeah. And so there were, there were actually a couple of lowest moments. Uh, the, the first one would be when I was actually sitting in a recovery group, not even knowing why I was supposed to be there. And I had been carrying the shame of a pornography addiction that started when I was 17 and so this would have been four and a half years ago. So February of 20, oh gosh, 18. So that's five and a half years ago. And, um, you know, sitting in that group, palms sweaty, almost kind of like they are right now. And I knew something was wrong, right? And I had known something was wrong for a long time. And, you know, I, it, that was finally the moment that I had the courage to take step one, which was to, to admit my life was unmanageable and, um, mm. and that I was dangerously addicted to pornography. And that's, that's really where, uh, my story hit the, the lowest of lows because then, then once you work step one, it's the rest of the steps from there and it, and it gets pretty intense. Well, let's talk about that. So a lot of people are struggling with that issue. Most people do not admit it struggling with pornography or any type of addiction, fill in the blank. And the first step being awareness, as you said, your awareness. Okay. Now, what did you do from that point? Because I'm sure there's a lot of self-deprecating and beating yourself up about it. But how do you take that next step? And, and it's so cool. So I, I work through a group. Uh, I actually serve in the group now as a leader. But at the time, I was just a participant that had just started my church called Celebrate Recovery. And our ministry leader, uh, Kim, she calls the first three steps uh, the the dance of recovery. And it's a dance that, that honestly, we in the recovery community, if you're truly working your program, you work these steps every day. And step one is... I can't, which is admitting that, that I'm powerless. Step two is he can, which he being Jesus, God, our higher power, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. step three is I will let him. And so we do that mm -hmm. dance every day, right? Um, 
and 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 it can be as simple as um, you know what are what are the things that are out of my control? Uh, what are the things that are in my control? So you control what you can control, um, and you know that's where the serenity prayer comes in, and all the all the yep. things, right? And so, uh, but yeah, it's it's really step one, two, and three is is that dance. And so once you once you say or once I said. You know, and I said uh, in the group, you know, my name is DJ. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, and I struggle with pornography. That was step one, the moment that I said that for the first time. Mm. And step two was saying, "All right, God, I, I'm I'm giving this over. Uh, I need some help, and I can't do it on my own." That's step two. Mm. So, as a mindset coach to top NBA performers, CEOs, Hollywood actors, and just high performers of all level. The, the main thing that these top performers have to be is locked in mentally and locked in physically. Now, I've dealt with a lot of optimization products that have done one or the other, but I've never had something that does both of these. Mental acuity and physical domination, and that is GoExec. GoExec is built differently. So are you. So am I. Scientifically backed, GoExec has carefully formulated a product that supports ATP production, mitochondrial biogenesis, improves blood flow, and protects your cells from oxidative stress leading to cellular aging. The results in increased mental clarity, sustained energy, and delayed cellular aging. GoExec has become my go-to, and here's why. Let me tell you about this thing called BioPQQ. Nobody is using this. This is a booster of energy, endurance, longevity. BioPQQ has scientifically been shown to slow the aging process. Isn't that what we're all trying to do is stay young, slower the aging process? Increase energy levels. Yeah, I'll take that. And improve cognition function. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to have higher cognitive firing brain synapses? It won the Ingrinda Editor's Choice Awards for Ingredient with the Best Science. The Ingredient with the Best Science. Yeah, it works. Mind and body. Go exec. Go get it. I use it when I step on stage to speak, when I get behind the mic and I podcast. Go exec is my go-to. Okay. Now... I completely agree with you there, and I'm a believer in Jesus and in God having the plan for us and giving up that control. Let's say somebody does not. Let's say they don't have a group. Or are you saying the after the awareness, you have to you have to join a group or you have to be around community of somebody that you can share with? Is there any way that you can work through it on your own, or is that second that dance have to come with a community around you? So I, I will I will always say that the the part of the power in recovery is the community, right? So being yeah. in a place where I don't feel alone, I don't feel like the leper, right? So you know, mm. part of the, any addiction, but you know, I, specifically the the shame and stigma that is attached to sexual addiction, whether it's pornography or anything other, any other kind of sexual addiction, there's a lot of stigma and shame attached to that, right? Especially because of the way that pornography addiction works. Uh, the longer it goes on, you know, the, those, those, uh, the things that happen in your head um, become a little dull. And so the things that you have to watch and entertain in order to get the dopamine hit become 
a little worse over time, right? So, and that continues to drive shame. So being mm. in a place and in a group, and it doesn't have to be Celebrate Recovery. There's SA, there's NAAA, et cetera, right? But the power of recovery, just my humble opinion, is in the recovery community yeah. so that you know that you're not alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so getting with a group. Okay, now you talked about a word shame or anybody in addiction and they start to have this awareness that they're in the wrong, that it's hurting themselves and other people. They start getting with a group. Okay, that's the second step. Now this word shame, how do you shed the shame? How do you shed, how do you shed the shame? And then how do you shed the moments when you are the most vulnerable to pick up that addiction again? Is that the next part of this dance? Oh man, well, so, you know, so I can't, he can, I will let him. And and that's really releasing the addiction or releasing the, the shame, the guilt, all of that stuff is, is releasing it to him. It's when you get further in the steps that, that, you know, step four is taking a fearless and searching moral inventory, right? So, hmm. so in step four, <laughs> I am writing down, you know, what, what is the thing that, that happened, right? And so when I was dealing with my pornography addiction, when I was dealing with my uh, codependency issues, when I was dealing with the unforgiveness that was actually driving all of this, <clears throat> that's what I came to realize is uh, the, the things that I carry were from trauma from my youth and through my adulthood that was being acted out through other things, right? And so, right. Um, so I had to actually dig deep and figure out, okay, who hurt me? What were the actions that hurt me? How did I respond? And what was my part in it if I had a part in it, right? So that's step four. Step five is then actually admitting that to God and to someone I trust. So that's where a sponsor comes in. Again, that mm -hmm. community aspect of it. And then we keep going. But, you know, the, the actual shedding of the shame and the stigma from my personal experience is when you get to step nine. And that's wow. when you actually offer forgiveness, not to just others, but also to yourself. I needed to forgive myself for all the things that I had done to my body, to my mind, to my soul, and to others. And that's where that, that skin started to come off, right? And then mm. step 10, 11, and 12 is basically just working um, your daily kind of stuff, right? I looked up some stats on this. Check this out. This is incredible. 31% of adults worldwide have more confidence based on clear skin. 31, that's almost one third of people like, hey, you got clear skin, you're more confident. Get this, better looking people, meaning of just the term, the clear skin as we're putting that with, earn 12% more financially over their lifetime. 12% more, that, that literally could be millions of dollars. You are investing a lot into the lab, into the science, into yeah. the research. It is so far a no brainer why anybody would try, would use anything else other than one skin like is there any is there anything like you can even think of that makes sense like i'm trying to and i can't i want to say out of the kindness of your guys heart you are providing for our listeners a special 
pricing code, which will be in the show notes. So look in the show notes to try out OneSkin for yourself. Strongly recommend to subscribe to our newsletter. We want to empower everyone because we know that the choices that we are making today will definitely impact how you're oh. you know, going to age tomorrow. Interesting. Okay. All right. So you had said in, well, let's break it down. It's the awareness. It's getting with a community. And you had said something interesting in step four. Can you can you go back to step four? I want to just hone in on that a little bit more. Yeah. So step four is the is uh, the searching and fearless moral inventory. Yeah, that's from the past, right? So do you mm-hmm. think to to overcome an addiction in this situation we're talking about a porn addiction? To overcome an addiction, do you have to ad- figure out what happened in the past to that created this? Is there any way? My humble other opinion than... is yes. Right. My humble okay. opinion is yeah. Just just from the community that I've been a part of, that I've gotten a chance to be uh, a participant and now do some leading with both youth and adults. Um, when when we address those things, they don't just happen out of accident, right? So when I was yeah. addressing my pornography issue, I needed to address how did it start. When was the first time that I viewed pornography? And and what was interesting, David, is it was that that seed was planted in me long before I ever thought that it was planted in me. It was planted in me from the time I was about four or five years old. Right. Um, What continued to exacerbate that was that became how I responded to life. So I had a uh, I have a group that I work with called The Landing, which is Celebrate Recovery for Youth, uh, middle school and high school uh, teens. And one of them asked me a question is, how do you know, how did you know you were addicted? And I said, because that's how I did life. So if I was happy, I watched porn. If I was sad, if I was mad, glad, all the ads, that's how I responded to life because I needed that dopamine hit. Um, and that was wired into me through trauma and exposure to things that was written into my operating system without my permission. Okay. So is it almost like there's a splinter that goes underneath your skin? You don't necessarily know where it is or where it came from. You have to figure that out, address it, and then remove the splinter, remove the dopamine effect that was given to you through porn and replace it with a a different dopamine or is, is this a substitution of dopamine? Is this a retraining of your brain or is this just an, an elimination, elimination type diet? How does it work after you've become aware of that splinter of the past? No, that's a great question. So I, I don't, I, I don't know the science as far as whether or not I've replaced the dopamine. I do know that I've had to completely rewire my life um, in order to not Again, the clinical word is triggered, right? So I'm very aware of what yeah. triggers me. So I don't watch sex scenes in movies ah, or TV shows. Um, I don't listen to explicit content in my music. Um, mm-hmm. I don't read magazines. I've reshuffled my social media. So there's no Instagram models that I follow, things like that. So that there is nothing that goes into my mind that could... Um, trigger a response that takes me down a path I don't want to go. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you eliminate the triggers, you eliminate any type of possible temptation to it. Now, where are you now in your life? So you got through this 
deep, dark, the bottom of the bottom. Now, what are you doing now in your life to, uh, you talking about the group? Are you, you teaching? What, what is a way that when somebody has an addiction, how can we use, that's what I'm asking is how can we use an addiction as a down part of our life for an up part of somebody else's life? Uh, I think that's a great question. So, you know, again, I, I'll always point back to the steps and to my faith, right? So step yeah. 10 is um, reserving a daily time with God. So my morning, uh, you know, we've talked about it as, you know, morning routine, morning celebration. My morning celebration is I, I give my first hour to God. It's, mm. it's his, right? So that is, um, uh, that's prayer time. That's gratitude journal. That is listening to my church's daily devotional, and I read a couple of others, uh, and it's and it's journaling out what's going on in my life at the time. And sometimes the the journal is is pure gratitude. Sometimes it's reflection. But you know that first hour of my day is 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 God's. It's not mine, right? Um, and then you know step eleven um, is. And I might have gotten them backwards, but you do a daily. Actually, I think step 10 is the daily inventory. Um, so I do a daily inventory. I check in with myself at the end of the day before I go to bed while I'm laying in bed. It's like, what, what did I do today? Is, is, did, I, did I step out of line? Did I do something I shouldn't have done? Um, did I speak in a way I shouldn't have spoken to that I need to make amends for tomorrow? Or maybe mm, it's an amend okay. I need to make tonight, right? And then step 12 is, um, you know, having experienced this, this freedom and this transformation, I'm going to go out and, and bring other people in so they can experience it. Right. And that's the service work. So when, when I talk about my service work, my, my service work includes a lot of things. It's, uh, working with special needs kids at my church. It's working with, uh, teens in recovery. It's working with adults in recovery. It's, it's sharing my testimony uh, when I'm asked to share my testimony. Um, it's talking to my kids about it, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. I think wow. that, that we forget that our number one job as parents is to disciple the people that are within our house. And so oh, my yeah. children, you know, uh, 21, 19, 18, 14, 13, and 9, uh, my nine-year-old doesn't know my story as well as the other ones, but the other ones know my story inside and out because I want them to know my story. It's important because sure. I need to disciple them. Um, so that that's just part of some of the service work that I do. And then, you know, as, as I'm moving forward, as I've uncovered what my mission is, right? Uh, thank you to the 1% Growth Squad. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, shout out, you know, you know, my mission, you know, being to glorify God by leveraging the power of technology to serve and empower those in the recovery mm -hmm. community. That is my mission. And this is part of it. It's, it's speaking out, it's developing my own podcast. It's starting a, um, a, a health tech company to predict and prevent relapse. Um, that that's, that's what the, that's part of my service work. DJ, that's amazing, man. And it is, a. Uh true testament to using the ultimate test that you went through to become your testimony. And I love how you just brought, brought it down to the simple as well. You have your daily habits, the habits we create determine the breakthroughs that we make, your daily habits, then you have the assessment. So it's real simple. What am I doing today to make sure that I am on track? And did I do that? So it's a simple plan and assessment. And then you're going out and teaching it and serving it, even when it's even when it's difficult, but you've eliminated mm -hmm. the shame 
of what happened to be able to use it for a much more powerful gain for so many people. That's incredible, right. man. Can can you say, let's say you have one thing to be able to tell somebody who is going through, is at the bottom of the bottom in some type of addiction, what would you tell them? What what, what can they do? I know it's getting in a community, it's finding people, but but what would be the main thing that you tell to this person? You are not alone. I mean, I, as, as, as simple as that is, um, it's, we're not alone in this struggle, right? Um, there is not a struggle that someone has that someone has not gone through before and that someone is not going through at this very moment. It's awesome, man. Um, and even if you are on a desert Island, you're still not alone because, you know, and, and this is where my faith kicks in. Jesus is with you. He's walking beside you. Um, and so, and so, yeah, you're, you're not alone. That, that'd be, be the first thing I would say to anybody. And that's so good because I think that's the biggest lie that people will tell themselves. They think they're going through it alone. They think they're the only one that is struggling with that. And when in reality, you look to somebody walking on the street next to you and they're probably going through something very similar. You are not alone. DJ Rodriguez, that is beautiful, man. You're talking, and you got the podcast coming out. Can you tell everybody where to find that podcast when it releases in any other ways that we can follow what you're doing on the addiction journey of overcoming and teaching so many others? Yeah, thank you for that. So the, the podcast is, is still unnamed. Uh, it will be coming out later this year, still lining up speakers. Um, you know, and, and the goal is simple. It's, it is, uh, it's a little different than uh, Fight the New Drug, which I'm going to plug for them is a phenomenal podcast. Uh, they mm. take a very um, non-religious affiliated look of education and stories of healing and freedom. Uh, and I use them in some of my teachings. They're phenomenal. Uh, mine's going to be a very, very spiritual look at that. Uh, awesome. So we're, we're going to talk about stories of healing and freedom. We're going to educate, but we are going to do it through the lens of, of, of our faith in Jesus um, and talk about that. And it's, and it's a place where, you know, I want the, the shame and stigma attached to sexual addiction where it's, where it's non-existent. So that's, that's the podcast. Man, how beautiful is that? DJ, you are doing the Lord's work. I love that. Showing people that, hey, life can be tough, but you don't have to do it alone. There's a better way. DJ Rodriguez, thank you for blessing us all with your story on this Sessions episode of The David Nurse Show. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. 